Tonight's episode of The Good Show is proudly brought to you by the 2012 Melbourne Food, Wine and Epicac Festival. Buckets available. Live from Studio Pleasant in the heart of summery, freezing cold Melbourne, it's The Good Show. Everybody, it's a good show. Everybody wants a good show. We need to. It was safety glass originally. We need to replace it with more safety. We can't replace the safety glass. That we're breaking through with regular glass. That's not safe anymore. We're not replacing it. Someone else does that during the week, right? Oh, fine. Hello, I'm uh, I'm David M. Green. Anthony McCormack's with me. That's true. I'm here. What are we What are we doing? Well, on tonight's show, David, All right. I'm I'm going to learn that Italian Americans are some of the most hardworking law-abiding. <laughs> No, keep going. Keep Citizens going. that you could ever hope to know. <laughs> well, that's, that's, a, that's a good lesson there. Would you like to know what I learned tonight? Mm-hmm. I will learn that stop signs are more than just a suggestion. <laughs> uh, which is a good thing. Have you heard how they're actually plugging the show now, the, the, the good show? Have you heard what we're actually, how we're selling it? No, I haven't. That's disgusting. You've, you've got to have a... Listen to this. Why is everyone talking about the good show? Yeah, I've made the switch. I stopped listening when they got rid of Ben Oxenbold, but I tuned in again for whoever's doing it now. Yeah, they're perfect to listen to, and I want to listen to something that isn't the radio or anything else. Across your working day, it's the good show. Your greater variety mix of comedy and variety comedy, as well as various other varieties of v- varieties. I like the new no-repeat mix of comedy and slightly different kinds of comedy. Yeah, I made the switch. They give me all the, the comedy variety I need to get through my work day. Well, they don't really have any new ideas, but the way they repackage all the old ones is pleasant to listen to. The Good Show, coming to you in audio. Listen in your right ear. Listen in your left ear. Listen in both ears. It doesn't matter. It's like I'm actually listening to a piece of audio. It's great. My favourite part is when David says who he is. Hello, I'm David M. Green. I'm Radio's David M. Green. Hi, I'm David M. Green. Hello, I'm uh, David M. Green. I'm David M. Green. You can follow me on Twitter, davidmgreen.com. That ID didn't have my name in it. Hello, I'm David M. Green. The other guy's okay too. I don't know why he's there. David M. Green and Anthony McCormack, is that the name? To be honest, I can't even remember the name of the other guy. Is he David's brother or something? The Good Show, now broadcasting on an internet near you. That was really nice. Yeah, I, I don't know. I feel cheap. I feel nasty. I feel like we've sold out now that we're so incredibly popular. I'm totally okay with all of that. <laughs> um, speaking of, uh, there are some people I'd like to thank. That you, some people have been leaving five-star reviews. Oh, that's great. Uh, oh, let, let's thank iTunes for even approving the podcast. Oh, that's true. Thank you, iTunes. But thank there you. is 
that's not what I'm here to talk about right now, David. I'm here to talk. There was a uh, there was a one star review. I deduced that because mm-hmm. because at one point we had a three star rating average with only two reviews. Yeah, so, so, so that means someone gave us five. Look, someone I, gave us one. I've actually drawn up the details of it, and it's uh, it's some fat slag that's uh, given us a one star review. I mean, here, here's a picture of her. Can you can you see that? That's her. Yeah, that's look at the hair. That's so nineties, sweetheart. Yeah, I don't know about that blouse. Oh, don't get me started on the blouse. If if you're out there, if you're listening, honey, Buttercup fun bags, you haven't got that much titty to be having that low cut a blouse. Um, and I just... Uh, well, like, uh, that's that's a little personal, isn't it? Oh, look, I don't want to turn this into personal attacks because a, a review, you know what? Everybody's free to like what they like and, you know, dislike what they don't, yada, yada, yada. But when I, when I saw that this fat slag had given us a, uh, a negative review... Um, it made me actually want to murder her. Well, that's, yeah, that's, uh, you're not serious. No, 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 seriously, no, murder her. No, it's more like a, like a gag. No. Like, oh, I'm going to kill you. Not even a joke. I actually am thinking about ending this person's life. I know this is a public broadcast and you, you could, you know, potentially get in a lot of trouble for talking about this kind of thing, but this is a living human being that... I want to destroy. I I want to be very clear about this, David. I am threatening her. I'm absolutely threatening her. She has a completely legitimate grievance with our show, but regardless, it's made me so irrationally angry that if I ever see this girl, who I've condescendingly termed fat slang, I'm going to wrap my hands around her neck and, and just squeeze cutting off her oxygen supply. Maybe even put her in a sack and throw the sack in a river. These are the kinds of things that you can say about people that you you don't really like. I will literally choke her and drown her to death. I will end her life because she did not enjoy this show. So if uh, you'd like to leave a review, you can go to iTunes, search uh, The Good Show. Are you a tennis fan, Anthony? I love tennis. I don't actually go out of my way to... So I suppose the answer is no. Uh... (laughs) (laughs) How about you, David? Are you a tennis fan? Not at all. Not at all. Not in the slightest. No. What's Wouldn't your... watch it for a million dollars. What about that? Uh, there was that men's final, the Australian Open, and that was that went on for I think it was twelve thousand sets. It went on for, wasn't it? What is a set like? Two minutes. <laughs> That's how long they go. Um, I feel I feel a little bad though, in the sense that when when men's tennis takes such a prime position, the the ladies kind of suffer. In the I mean, women's tennis. I don't think has the same gravitas. I wholeheartedly disagree. You do? I think people take women's tennis very seriously. You've heard them on the tennis court. But now you can hear them in the bedroom.
Victoria Azarenka and Maria Sharapova, goddesses of women's tennis, have hung up the rackets along with everything else. And now they're playing doubles for your pleasure. It's the Russian and the Belarusian as you've never seen them before. Hot, young, and eager to serve. They give new meaning to the term Grand Slam. They've swapped the forehand for foreplay. Now all they need is a shuttlecock. Did I mention they're playing badminton? That's right, the Australian Open finalists behind closed doors. Azarenka v Sharapova, available now only on pay-per-view. You sick freak. Ace. <laughs> Well, yeah, that's tennis. What, what about cricket, Anthony? Cricket? Uh, you know what? I'm a huge sporting fan, um, and I believe we can actually cross live to the cricket at the moment. So this is a bonus for anyone that's listening to a podcast and thinking, oh, it's just a shame it's recorded audio. I won't actually be able to hear, you know, what's... No, no, this is actually a live cross. Uh, we're going to uh, Michael Slater. He's out in the grounds. Uh, let's see what's happening. I'm standing next to Justin Langer. I've just given him a shot. The skill in what Lang is doing is quite unbelievable. He was a pretty good nicker when he played. And he... I believe we have lost that feed. No, it's still there on no, the desk. You can see it. No, it isn't. No, it isn't. Uh, interesting nicknames there that Michael Slater has for the uh, the players. The uh... <clears throat> what about the what about the 2020? The uh, 2020. Yeah. I'm a huge fan of that. I'm not talking about your vision results. I, I was, I was going to say, I'm a huge fan of that. In <laughs> hindsight. Pun alert. Yes, we don't use that too often, mm. but that was the perfect opportunity. <clears throat> 2020, uh, yeah, I, I, have, I haven't I have been following this either, but I have noticed that uh, George Bailey has uh, recently been uh, announced as the new captain for the Australian national cricket team. The 2020 team, that mm-hmm. is. So he's he's taken the reins from some guy. And uh, they recently played two games against India. They each won one, so it was one all sort yep. of for the, uh, the, the 2020 series. That, that sounds about as tense as cricket could possibly get. Yeah, but uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how he's doing. I think possibly the responsibility is making him a bit stressed he, out. I think he's starting to head. crack the old he's, Bailey. Yeah, I, mean, I found some audio here of uh, George Bailey. I got this from the computer system. Well, what's, what's your take on this? Is this a healthy man? Clarence! Help me, Clarence! Get me back! Get me back! I don't care what happens to me! Get me back to my wife and kids! Help me, Clarence, please! Please! I want to live again! George Bailey there. Too obscure. Yeah, you see what you've done there, David, is that you have referenced something that is so obscure that many of our listeners 
Mind it. I I know me personally. Don't that, bother explaining it. You can look, go look that up for yourself. That, La- laugh later. That reference. Save that. We'll take that home with you. That reference was so obscure that f- for me personally, I felt like a blind man being forced to drive a truck while someone on a shortwave radio told me which way to drive. Too obscure. Oh heavens! I've triggered it now. <laughs> You might be noticing uh, some very fancy panel work tonight uh, out there in listener land. That's because here in Studio Pleasant, uh, our very own panel operator, Sir Michael Kane, here this evening. He's doing a wonderful job. Doing a fantastic job. Just worried a little bit about those levels. Uh, Michael, can you give him a little bit more power? You don't know the first fucking thing about power. All right. Oh, uh, oh, just, just leave him be. Cut to this now. One boy by for sale. He's going cheap. How much then? Only seven guineas. That's right. For one weekend only, get your very own boy. We're throwing him out of the workhouse, and he's yours for the elegant price of seven guineas. With prices like these, who cares whether a transaction like this is legal in this day and age? Conditions apply. Please read the product disclosure statement in deciding whether this boy is relevant to you. David M. Green, Anthony McCormack, The Good Show. Yes, hello, I'm David M. Green, Anthony McCormack, ladies and gentlemen. Ah, you're all too kind. Those ads on TV, David, you know what I'm talking about, that you love the ads, but you would never buy the product in a million years. Alcohol ads. Yeah, yeah. Alcohol, yeah, you would never buy alcohol in a million years. Well, some, 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 not all of them. Not all, yeah. No, but I mean, alcohol ads are the best ads, hands down. They are, that's true. And if, if there's an alcohol brand that you actually particularly enjoy, then it's a it's an enjoyable experience enjoying that ad. Yeah. But if it's a if it's an alcohol maybe you think tastes like absolute cat's <laughs> it urine. It makes me throw up. Mm. Uh I still enjoy the ads. VB for example. <laughs> Hate the beer. Love the ads. I'm talking about the ones from the sort of mid to late 80s and, and throughout the 90s as well. I think the ones in the 90s were actually sort of made in the early 90s. And don't quote me on this, but I think the guy doing the voiceover died and they continued to show the ads for years after he was dead. Oh, good gosh. I don't know any information. I should have pre-prepared this, but I'm talking about these ads. You can get it jumping. You can get it pumping. Oh, yeah. You can get it press in a suit. Mm. A hard-earned thirst needs a big cold beer. Oh, that's right. And yeah. the best cold beer is Vic. Oh, it is. A long cold Vic. You can get it lifted. You can get it shifted. You can get it any old now. Ah. Matter of fact, I got it now. Yeah. Vic bitter. Fantastic. Mm. The ad, that is. <laughs> Not no, the I, used, I love those ads. And just the... You know the guys. Those guys in the ads. These, you know, this montage of people, tradies doing hard work, a hard day's work, and they got the, you know, sweat and dirt all over their face, and they're running the single finger along their forehead, and like, 
Ooh. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. And the the beer is all like you know icy and refreshing. So, are you saying this is some sort of cause for an experiment right here that that something as as untenable as as unenjoyable as a VB that it could be sold to the masses with a really good ad? Yeah. <laughs> That's essentially what I'm saying. I'll, I'll, I'll ride with that. Well, I, I feel that that gives us a, a little excuse. to. Ha- am I stealing your intro? No, I'll, I'll take over now. So what <laughs> we're doing now is uh, I, I've, I've written a little script here for Anthony to read. What? I've written a script. I love doing this. I love those VB ads, so I thought let's let's do some VB some ads in the style of those VB ads, but for other products with hilarious results, right? Yeah. And you know we do them sort of live here on here on the Good Show. My That's what it's all about. You're not going to hear this anywhere else. So I've I have not seen this script before. I have no idea what's written down. No, this, the first time you will be reading it is right now. Yep. All right, let me hand you this. All right. Let's see how professional I can. All right, you are you ready, sir? I am. Take it away. You can get one straining. You can get one training. You can get one moving a grand piano up 17 flights of stairs. They can result from an extensive coughing fit, after which you may find it a little difficult to sit. Whether pushing too hard or mowing the backyard, you can even get one if your partner's well endowed. Matter of fact, I've got one now. <laughs> a large perianal hematoma <laughs> needs a big soothing hemorrhoid cream. And the best hemorrhoid cream is Proctocetal for fast, effective relief. <laughs> well done. Proctocetal. You, uh... <laughs> That's interesting that you can we can sort of put words into each other's mouths. I I, know, I see you've written a script for me. I don't know if you know this, David, that I've actually uh, written a script oh, what's for that? you. That really? We could perhaps do to how did, like a. How did you know we were doing this segment? Did you write that <laughs> while you were reading that other one? I certainly did. You're like Leonardo da Vinci. You uh, write with two hands at the same time. I'm like some sort of thought octopus. <laughs> <laughs> hang on, hang on. Too <laughs> <laughs> All right, give me that. All right, here we go. This, uh, this is going to be interesting because uh, Michael Caine stepped out and I'm paddling again. i got to reach around here. Not that kind of reach around. All right, <laughs> take it away, me. You can get it stalking. You can get it assaulting. You can get it climbing someone's fence. You can get it by causing offence. A court-appointed restraining order can taste pretty foul. Matter of fact, I've got one now. To you, Carrie Bickmore, I say, get over yourself. I would have been over you in at least another week. Oh, that's that's fine. That's <laughs> that's nice. That's beautiful work. Carrie Bickmore, she, uh, she does good work. <laughs> well, I guess well, that was fun, the, uh, wasn't it? Yeah, that's the end of the segment, I guess. If you just turn that page over to the other <laughs> side. <laughs> oh, no, yeah. Hello. Oh, there's another one Look here. at that. Are you ready? 
I'm ready. Let's do it again. Okay. I've not read this. Take it away. <laughs> you can you can get one doing your tax. You can get one researching facts. You may find yourself living in a shotgun shack. And you may find yourself <laughs> in another part of the world. And you <laughs> And you may find yourself behind the wheel of a large automobile but that's not really relevant now whatever it is I've got one now a big stack of papers needs a big strong paper clip and the best strong paper clips are Stafford's Stafford paper clip wholesalers very very nice oh look out one for the Talking Heads fans there. Oh, uh, you came you, prepared. You, you lost that. You <laughs> liked that one, didn't you? <laughs> I did, I did. Oh, uh, well, that's the end of that segment. Moving well, on I'm, not, to, uh, I'm not quite so sure about that, David, oh, because uh, if you turn oh, your page over... <laughs> yep, yep. All right. All right, let me do this again. All right, here we go. <laughs> I'm enjoying this. You can get them by going through a woman's puberty. You can get them by padding your bra with toilet paper. You can get them by surgically implanting silicon in your chest. Ah, they sure are the best. Nothing compares to a fine pair of women's breasts. No way, no how. Matter of fact, I've got them now. That's right. I'm a grown, I'm a full-grown adult man with women's breasts. That's all I have to say about that. Fine, fine reading. <laughs> I, uh, I like your work. Uh, I like your work. I like your work. So what's the what's the next segment? What well, are we if going you just turn to? that page over again. <laughs> no, come on. I'm not. The audience is getting sick of this now. Let's keep going. Are you ready? All right, let's go. You can get it running over a snake. You can get it at your great uncle's wake. You can get it wandering around an unguarded cemetery at night. An open grave can sure be a tempting sight. Whether visiting Lennon's tomb or planning a midnight exhume. You can even get one when you've come across a recently deceased cow. <laughs> Ooh, matter of fact, I've got it now. <laughs> a big craving urge to engage in necrophilia needs a big cold corpse. And the best cold corpse is kept at the Melbourne Central Morgue. I'm not sure, I'm not sure we, we tell people that in the interest of public safety. It's a thriving industry. They need to, they need to promote themselves. That's uh, anyway. All the best to them. All the best to them. Let us move on. Let us turn that sheet of paper <laughs> that you've got around. All right. You can get it at your creation. You can get it through unnatural mutation. It'll render you helpless. You won't be very strong. If you've got one of these, you won't last very long. 
With one of these, you, I've read that already, I'm sorry. With, <laughs> with one too many of these, life can be a real sow. Or is that supposed to be so? That's sow. A real sow. Matter of fact, I've got one now. An extra Y chromosome is a terrible, <laughs> horrible thing to have. And I have one. Remember me to future generations. I was David M. Green. I love you all. <laughs> and that's it. I enjoyed that. Do we have another one? No, that's all. Oh, <laughs> Wait, have we read two or three each? Uh, three each. Have we? Yep. You know, just turn that one over. <laughs> just no, just turn it over. Turn it over. There's nothing there. All right, then no, that is it. That is it. And right now, this. I honestly thought there would be one there. <laughs> <laughs> Love him or hate him, you just can't get away from the comedy stylings of radio's David M. Green. And now, you can listen to him even when he's not on the radio with David M. Green's latest comedy album, In Jokes. So I said, can I offer you a drink? And then I offered him a drink! You see, because if uh, you say... It's just a thing I used to do with my friends. Don't, don't try to understand. Recorded live in a room full of David's close friends, in-jokes will make you feel like you're part of a private conversation with the man, with obscure jokes and references to the past humorous experiences of David M. Green. Hey, Adam. Why don't you take some of Shearer's eyebrows? See, I said that in 2004. It makes much more sense in context, but uh, uh, it's too complicated to explain to you now. Just listen to these happy customers. Well, at least it's not broad humour. I hate that shit. I can't say I understood any of it, but the people are laughing, so it must be funny, right? <laughs> eyebrows? Oh, that's classic. David M. Green's In Jokes is available now from the transit lounge of most international airports. And still available, David M. Green's groundbreaking debut comedy album. I guess you had to be there. <laughs> oh my god, you should have seen this guy. I, uh, I can't even explain it. <laughs> The Good Show, now broadcasting out of Michael Caine's office. What the fuck are you doing in my office? How have you been spending your time, David? Well, since the last show, since The Good Show, the first one that we did, what have you been up to? What's your... Uh, <clears throat> just sitting around, really. We never talk anymore. No, we, this is the only time we see each other <laughs> yeah. when we're doing this. We're like the Beatles. That's true. We're bigger than the, the Beatles and Jesus combined. To some sort of mighty morphin power, some sort <laughs> of villain, some sort of rock and roll Jesus band. Mm. I don't think I'd want to listen to that. I I would like to listen to it backwards and see what happens. Tell you what, I did like to listen to, and I saw these guys live. Oh, yeah, watch out, boy, she'll chew you up. Watch out, boy, she'll chew you 
their uh, classic song, Man Eater. I believe that's Nelly and the Furtados. Ah, oh. oh, there. Oh. Uh, no, I went to see Hall and Oates. That's Hall and Oates. That's what. That's the music that everybody's talking about when they say Hall and Oates. Yes, that's one of the songs. Yeah, I was pretending to be an ignorant listener. Right. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. Well, we have plenty of those. <laughs> so ignorant they don't even know the show exists, and they that's... don't listen to it. Yeah. I'm sure you're fine listening. Anyway, so <laughs> I went to see Hall and Oates. These are these are one of the you know bands on my list of bands that I want to see play live before I die. I like the '80s music, so. A lot of them are getting close to death yep. or dead already. And if you've seen them and they're on your list, I would imagine that means you're one step closer to death yourself. Yes. Well, you know, we got our good friends at the Melbourne City Morgue. <laughs> They'll take care of us. <laughs> you got that to look forward to. So anyway, I was there seeing them. It was a great, great show. Ice House opened. This was at the uh, Melbourne Convention Centre. Mm-hmm. Had a great time. Invited a, a lady friend. But there was there was a couple of guys sort of behind us who were getting a bit rowdy, and they they didn't make they didn't make too much of a fuss when it was uh, when it was this kind of stuff here. You're out of touch. Yeah. I mean that's something that everyone can enjoy. Yeah, exactly. Everyone's I mean, that's, into that. That's the yeah. big hit. That's the big hit. You know, you come to Hall and Oates to see Out of Touch. That's true. That's what you're there to see, but That's, then but I the, would have been there if I'd known that Out of Touch was going to be played. So they they opened with you know Man Eater and you know Man Eater, Out of Touch, all their hits, uh, Private Eyes, you know the big the big sort of ones. And there were the three big, ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are others. I just can't remember them. And then uh, you know after a while, naturally, as you would expect, they get to a bit of this. It's you and me forever. I would imagine that a bunch of mature adults would be able to enjoy this kind of music responsibly. But there were some guys behind us. The guys behind us, when they started playing the Sarah Smile, the Every Time You Go Away, that sort of stuff, they started heckling all the notes. Heck, why would you... They've they've paid a ticket. They've paid for a ticket to go... A hundred bucks. They paid a hundred bucks to go see Hall Notes, and they're heckling them. Yeah, well, they they think you're gonna see Hall Notes, and they're just gonna play. They, they're just gonna play this. You're out of touch. If that's what you think, You're out of touch. you can't go to Hall Notes and not get the Sarah Smile. You get the soft with the hard. It's like a partially melted ice cream. Um, don't forget, David, because with that whole uh, "you're out of touch" thing, I think you've forgotten to trigger. The uh... too obscure. I don't. I don't think that deserved one. I was actually thinking of the pun alert. It's not really a pun, is it? Just one. One small critique. <laughs> but anyway, well, that's the... all right. that's all right. I know the guy who edits this podcast. He can cut it out. <laughs> but yeah, the point of the story: who comes to see Holland Oates, pays good money, and then heckles them. Mm. An idiot. An a I- bunch yeah. of idiots. Ain't humanity just awful? I uh, I actually get a lot of hate mail. Do you? Just incidentally. just From some not, not, fat not, slag? Not, not even from this radio program that we do, but just, just 
out of the ether. Just people writing to tell me that they hate me. Just dead letters. But the the thing I find is that if you respond to hate mail with, you know, oh, thank you for your criticism, the very next thing that people that that have been very aggressively, you know, angry at you, the very next thing that they say is, um, oh, no, no, don't get me wrong. <laughs> so, I mean, the first contact could be, I want to put you in a bag and throw you in a river. And you write bands, oh, thank you. Thank you very much. And they say... Oh, no, don't get me wrong. It'll be a really nice sack. <laughs> It'll be the Thames. It'll be... It'll be the... Actually, the Thames not a nice one at all. <laughs> it won't be the Yarra. <laughs> That's for sure. At least we'll fly you to the Northern Hemisphere. <laughs> we'll get put, you a you know, good river to yeah, put you in. The the Danube. Mm. <laughs> da, da, da. Were, you, were you trying to sing the Blue Danube waltz? Because <laughs> if you were... Too obscure... Not for our audience. Oh, I don't think so. Pardon me. Pardon me. The Good Show. It's good, 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 good. What's coming up on TV this month? Oh, just the usual crap. Although, um, have you seen uh, Channel 10's new lineup? I have not, because I've been in it. You've been, you what? 7.30 tonight on Channel 10. It's the comedy sitcom the whole of Australia is falling in love with. I'm home. Oh man, what a tough day at the office. But it all makes it worthwhile coming home to you, loving wife. Welcome home, dear. And of course you too, son. Welcome home, dad. And let's not forget you, magical talking goldfish. Welcome home, David. (laughs) David M. Green stars in... My favourite goldfish. Honey, I was hoping you could do a meatloaf tonight. The boss is coming around for dinner. He doesn't know about your magical talking goldfish, does he? No, and we're going to keep it that way. You hear that, magical talking goldfish? Tonight, while my boss is here, you keep that big mouth shut. Oh, David, you never let me have any fun. (laughs) On tonight's episode... David's boss pops around for dinner. Did somebody order hilarity? Tonight's going great. I've got him right where I want him. Now, what are you serving for dessert? I didn't have much time, so I made a pavlova. Excellent. That Johnson account is mine for sure. Honey, where's your magical talking goldfish? Out in the dining room. Why? Wait a minute. If you're in the kitchen, and I'm in the kitchen, then that means... Mr. Grizzlestone is alone with my goldfish! (laughs) My favourite goldfish. 7.30 tonight, only on 10. I love you. Green, do your goldfish just tell me it loves me? Mr. Grizzlestone, I can explain. Uh, you see... No need to explain, Green. You're fired. Goldfish! MP3 192 KBS The Good Show 
Yes, it certainly is. And uh, we're about to wrap things up, but I think there is time for a quick call. Is there time for a quick caller? Oh, there's time. The boards are always, lighting up. There's always time for a caller. We have Mavis on the line. Hello, Mavis. Yes. <clears throat> I just want to tell you mm-hmm. that... Uh, Julia Gillard is a communist. We have lost that call. No, she's still there on the... No, she's not. We've lost the call. Well, uh, that just about wraps it up for the good show. And a nice little burrito. Yeah. Mm. Well, I think it's Hungry Jack's time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I've been David M. Green. Thank you very much for listening, and thank you for all your various star reviews. Follow me on Twitter, David M. at David underscore M underscore Green, or DavidMGreen.com. I've been Anthony McCormack. I I can't apologise enough for trying to kill someone earlier in the podcast. See ya. That was The Good Show. Stay tuned for the 1986 motion picture Something Wild with Jeff Daniels and Melanie Griffith. Something different, something daring, something dangerous. Melanie Griffith, Jeff Daniels, Something Wild. (laughs) It features Sue Tissue as Peggy Dillman. (laughs) Sorry, I'm doing that. That's true. Don't. Believe me, look it up on the internet.